0: Hi everybody in today's episode i get to interview rob who's an archaeologist who just so happens to have a bit of experience working in museums he also you know had a couple side quests traveling to different countries also doing archaeology so hope you enjoy his story hi everybody this is throw me in a ditch i'm your host annabelle and i'm here with rob Simister Falvey. How you doing today, Rob?
1: Hi, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: That's good. No problem. Thank you for coming. Um, okay. so, what do you do for a living?
1: I am an archaeologist. Cool. Um, I work, uh, in the commercial sector of archaeology. Um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 what I do.
0: Cool. Awesome. Um, so going, you know, sort of with your job, right? Yeah. I- so
1: yeah so uh my my role my position i suppose is uh is a, a project supervisor um so i uh would be involved in the running of of sites um cool. as well as you know digging on sites as well um the position i'm in it's kind of uh you know you still do a lot a lot of digging um if you're um off on your own for example doing um what we call watching briefs um so you'd be you wouldn't have a crew to just be yourself and dealing with the clients and all that and then you're watching the archaeology a potential archaeology coming out of the ground and then if you find stuff you can't turn around and point somebody and say dig that hole because it's you on your own so so it's very much still a position where you're you're digging and and running running sites small sites that would be
0: okay cool that's pretty interesting um so like how do you first hear about archaeology. Where's your archaeology journey start?
1: Um well I suppose the real start of my archaeology journey was being dragged around every castle and stone mound and any historical building by my parents when we were on holidays. Yeah. But spent a lot of time in France and, and 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 that. And my parents always brought us to interesting places, you know, the cultural cultural spots um and so from an early age i've always been interested in history growing up in ireland uh we have a very um a good kind of like um uh, i suppose our history is important to us um and schools it's taught very well um and so uh, i'll not very biased but you only find that out when you leave the country um but i've always been interested in history um and then when i went to university I went sweet even to be uh once start uh, to do teaching to be went to the university to be a teacher. Oh, cool. So plans to do history and French. Okay. Um, found out pretty quickly my French is <laughs> average to null. Okay. Um, and so then I failed my French like element of my
0: Oh okay.
1: My university. Yeah. And had to repeat that. Um and then I kind of um spent the whole year repeating one module like, past this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got my grade up from like 38% up to 44%. Okay. So my French tutor was like, maybe French is not for you. Yeah. So I just my, coming to my second university, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And I had my history and my archaeology module. Yeah. And just threw all the way behind the archaeology and um, ended up with an archaeology and history degree. And um, so I suppose, like, I, I wanted to be a teacher um, and then ended the, up, um, you yeah, it with an archaeology degree and then it just went from there.
0: Okay, cool. So, like, that was your undergrad, right?
1: That was my undergraduate degree, yeah. I that, I went to University College Cork in Ireland. Um, I am from Cork myself, so it wasn't much of a uh, it was local local university. To me, it was a fantastic university, great archaeology department. Um, and, yeah, so I did my undergraduate there. And then once I finished that, I went to Edinburgh University and did a postgraduate degree in osteoarchaeology Ooh. so um i used to say that bones was my specialism yeah i mean every tom dick and harry's got archaeology degree on um on site um but yeah. I worked with bones much in the last 10 years so i've kind mm. of veered away from it a small bit but that's that's i suppose my my training
0: oh okay cool um have you worked um, in the heritage sector, so you've done like archaeology, yeah. commercial archaeology. Um, yeah. Have you done like museums or anything else like that?
1: That's right. Well, I I finished my degree in 2008, my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. That was the one of the most recent global crashes, and so um, the archaeology sector contracted a lot and I didn't have a shot of getting out of a job back then. And so I um, once I went from There I did my postgraduate degree, and then I kind of left and went down to New Zealand for about a year and a half, and did a bit of kind of um, traveling about a bit. I was in my early twenties, so it's you know time to do it then. Yeah. Um, and then when I came back, I was like, right, I need to get an archaeology job now, and there just wasn't any. And so Mm -hmm. when I was looking for archaeology work, I noticed that um there was a museum. Museum and artifact Studies uh, degree, um, um okay. postgraduate degree, it's like a one-year master's and oh. so I did that as well so I've, uh, I've I suppose retrained or whatever yeah. uh, in museum studies and so I spent a year at Durham University as well okay. and it was from then from there that I springboarded into the museum sector so I worked for only for about just under two years in the museum sector Mm-hmm. I was working in a local local authority museum in Kent um great uh, lot of people work with um but I just I, it was a social history museum and it was a small museum mm-hmm. and it just it, i just i really felt like I needed to get into archaeology and um how I suppose I got back into archaeology was through a community archaeology project that we set up um at the, at the, while I was working at that museum yeah so that was that was a great experience and then uh, from on, on the back of that I found a, a trainee job at one of the big archaeology firms and I just applied for them and yeah they took me on and I haven't looked back so um, so that's kind of how I ended back into archaeology was doing community archaeology with a museum mm-hmm. we set up a local amateur society in yeah. in Tumbridge Wells um, and and then that just got the juices going for archaeology again and then i managed to get a job as a trainee archaeologist and just went from there
0: cool awesome um so you said you were in new zealand how many other places have you been have you done like archaeology or anything related to archaeology
1: i i didn't get any archaeology work in 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 new zealand um i think i wasn't really on my radar as a job then yeah but i did work in canada uh, as an archaeologist so me and my wife we quit our quit our jobs a few years ago and moved to canada for a year um which was a bit of an adventure yeah we lived in halifax nova scotia and while i was out there um luckily i was playing rugby one of the guys who uh what should we call it uh works for one of the local crm outfits Mm -hmm. um and he was like what you're an archaeologist yeah we we have a summer of archaeology ahead of us and so I waited until kind of May time and I was working as an archaeologist in Dubert, um in Nova Scotia and that was a mm-hmm. great uh, great experience. It's different archaeology in North America, yeah. a slightly different approach to how I I, I know it from the UK sector mm-hmm. um, but yeah I was working as an archaeologist in Canada and that was a, a wonderful experience, great fun Um, cool. and I would definitely recommend anybody to go off there and, and dig dig in the dirt
0: out there yes yeah.
1: um and as well as i um I am from Ireland I've been living over in England for the last um over 10 years anyway mm-hmm. I don't really want to count um no. but I've never actually worked commercially in ireland I have done work um for field schools in ireland oh, okay which part of kind of where I want to take my career and what, and what I want to do um yeah. like training archaeology it's it's Part of archaeology I enjoy, and so I've done some work for like Ackle, Ackle Island Field School mm-hmm. in County Bale, out in the west of Ireland. Cool. Um, and I've obviously done like undergraduate and trainee digs in Ireland, so I've, I've dug in mm-hmm. Ireland as well, but I've never been a commercial archaeologist in Ireland.
0: Oh, okay. Um, what do you remember your first dig? Like, was it a research dig or a community yeah, it was, dig? Yeah.
1: It was like in between. First year and second year of university, I went to Romania, um, in Transylvania specifically. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, I was out there for about six weeks or something, um, living in a tent in the Carpathian Mountains in the middle of nowhere. Okay, um, and it was just a wonderful experience, just really like oh. frontiers kind of stuff, you know, getting up early in the morning, yeah, cooking, cooking on a fire, and uh, going off working in the heat of like central European like summers. Quite warm, wow.
0: um,
1: and then and then just sitting by the campfire in the evening, and you know it was just like uh, it was a great experience. So it was been like maybe three or four other archaeology students and a couple of mm-hmm. like adventure tourists, you know, like
0: okay, well,
1: like middle age who want to go off and try archaeology.
0: Yeah,
1: mainly I worked with Americans um, oh. and a couple of like, Europeans, and that was my first dig. Okay. It was a the Dacian Acropolis, um, near, like, I don't know, near Sibiu and Sikishwara, that kind of area.
0: Oh, cool. Um, did you dig up any vampires?
1: I missed them, no. I oh. did find a, 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 a tooth, a canine tooth.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a dog's tooth. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was good, it's good fun. It's a really nice country Romania. Um, a bit, like, a, uh, what do you call it? Like rural, where I was, a bit kind of mm-hmm. um, felt like a time, uh, like a place, like set in time. You know, like a bit more agrarian, a bit more. I Don't, don't want to say anything more to sound a bit silly, but like it was a nice, lovely spot. Oh, okay, cool.
0: Um, so like, what's been your favorite thing about being an archaeologist, like working in the heritage sector, stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Um, I I always remember this 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 moment where like, because I'd been working at a, at a desk, you know, in the um, in the museum as kind of like visitor services, so mm-hmm. I was sitting at a desk and working people in yeah. like and yeah, that, and all my all the kind of desktop publishing and stuff I was doing at the at the museum I was pretty much it was a desk job, and then okay. within probably about two weeks of starting. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, as an archaeologist, um, on my desk turned into like the tailgate of a Hilux truck. Yeah. You know? And I was just standing there in the field, the tailgate down, the, like paper blowing around, trying to fill out paperwork, putting in registers, like grabbing my camera, and I was just like standing at the back of the truck in the middle of the field, just like I love this. Like this is where yeah. this is my desk now, not yeah. um not a, a desk desk um, and and because i grew up in the countryside and i was you know always running around the fields and, and the woods and stuff and yeah so my favorite part of archaeology commission like field work is just being out in the fields like being oh. out in the in the elements um i suppose that's <laughs> i'm saying that out loud i'm thinking about winter and how yeah it is <laughs> but you know uh autumn summer and spring yeah. It's the best job ever. Just I just love being out, out and about. Another thing I yeah. love about it is driving like driving like the the four by fours through the field and just Yeah. It's it's just fun, you know. Um Yeah. And another favorite thing I have about it is like when you when you as a as a digger, like I been a long time digging, um, and you might be just like slogging away with like a shovel on like this massive ditch. And, like, you're whacking the ground with your mattock and it's clay and it's hard. And you're like, why am I doing this? I feel like one of those convicts on the chain gang, like, splitting rocks in the side of a, you know, a road. Um, And I'm just like, God, what what am I doing? This is hard graft. And it is hard graft. Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't can't I get an easier job? And then you just, like, expose a small bit of, like, really good, like, semi wear or, like, a shiny bit of pot. Or, like, you find a skeleton. Or you find know treasure treasure and you're like oh, i love this job like this is yeah that that sense of discovery just always brings you back around to like why you're doing this as opposed to um you know the the more boring side of of archaeology
0: what is your favorite media representation of archaeology that is fictional
1: fiction so like i like guess a, a story yeah um well you obviously kind Have to like look beyond the classic Indiana Jones and Lara yeah. Croft and stuff. Um, that's the mass media version of archaeology. But one one shot I really like, and it might be it's not completely tenuous link, but um, it's a BBC show called uh, Detectorists. Um, have you seen it? I've story, seen so some I've episodes it.
0: of it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, there's two characters in this, both Detectorists, um, one of them, uh becomes an archaeologist for a while in it so i suppose there is it is archaeology based but it's you know they're always talking about anglo-saxon this and, and yeah. that and i I just like i've i've i know like it's it's so true because when i was doing my community archaeology stuff i worked a lot with like mm-hmm. local organizations on, and, and like these community groups and he, what's his name mackenzie crook is writer of the show and he mm-hmm. uh, who else is in it um toby jones um and just the way the the whole dynamic is is hilarious but like if you if you look at like their um their community group that they that they do it like it's just so accurate like yeah. all the like little politics stuff all the all the little quips and um, yeah. and i just love the pace of the show too it's just like really well shot like there's like oh. there's always like these segues with like a lovely like bee floating around a leaf or something like that or like yeah. Or nice landscape shots, and the um the theme tune as well is is one of my favorite songs. Um, it's only like four, like what, two minutes. Um, theme tune, but it's like mm-hmm. singing about the past, and it's a Johnny Flynn song. Oh, um, good. and uh, I just I think it's I think it's a great it's a great show. Um, it's very very slow paced, It's very kind of British humor as well. Like so, you kind of have to get mm-hmm. you might watch the first episode and be like, what the hell's going on? But like yeah if you watch the series like you'll be hooked. it's great I okay. think there's there's three seasons and uh, maybe a Christmas special um cool. but that yeah detectorist is a fantastic show about um the so life of detectorists and their their love of archaeology
0: yes, cool all right um who is your favorite fictional archaeologist or heritage sector person?
1: who is my favorite like f- fict- fictional Archaeologist,
0: yeah. is it? Indiana Jones. 100%. Indiana Jones. What
1: about Indiana yeah. Jones? Uh he's my favorite archaeologist.
0: Oh, I feel that. Yeah. I feel
1: yeah, that. He just like he, he, he'd be giving a lecture on like Gordon Child and like you know, all this kind of stuff, and all of a sudden hmm. two minutes later he's punching Nazis and, and exactly. riding the bike around. Um right. I wouldn't say he was an inspiration, but I, I definitely I, I... I love the oh,
0: guy. no inspiration. I'd say he's an inspiration. I'd
1: say that. He's also not—he's not very like good, um, oh. not very like uh, ethical archaeologist with stealing. Oh,
0: not at all. I'd say he he's a care. terrible archaeologist.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he did like his 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 paper archives would probably leave a lot to be desired as well. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, he probably doesn't even make paper paper archives. Um, who are you? Just who who else is there? There was like fictional archaeologists, um. I do I don't I don't know. I just I just think it's gotta be Indiana Jones really.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's see who else we also got like you got like the okay. mummy the mummy people.
1: Oh yeah. Brendan Fraser is it? Brendan
0: Fraser. But he wasn't the archaeology. The arche I mean, he yeah. wasn't the archaeology. That was uh yeah. Evie. John do is it? Uh, no. It was uh what a- Rachel. oh Rachel Place that's it except she was a librarian yeah. and she was proud of it but close enough
1: I mean there was a mummy involved so that's
0: exactly that's covered yeah
1: um, yeah Lara Croft was, well, I love Lara Croft, actually I remember playing the original Lara Croft game on Playstation 1 uh,
0: yeah well that was back in the day
1: Lara Croft for all sorts yeah yeah Whoa. that was that was really cool I'm um, just like I'm really struggling to think of any other fictional archaeologists you know
0: There's, like, a few historians.
1: Yeah, but you know what they say, uh, archaeology is the handmaiden of history. Mm. I would always look at historians with uh, great respect, but also a bit of, like, you know, that side eye, small bit of side eye.
0: Do you have a real-life archaeologist that inspired you?
1: Uh... Well, when I was doing my undergraduate degree in Cork, like there was definitely uh some inspirational characters in there. Yeah. Uh, uh Mick Mick Monk, uh, was definitely inspiration. Uh, John Sheehan, he was my my dissertation um supervisor, whatever. And I I did a lot of like he did a lot of work on um the Vikings, uh, hiberto Norse, you know um Viking era archaeology and yeah. Um, he's just a really good. He's just really, really, yeah, good manner about him, and he's good sense of humor, and yeah. all his lectures were always really interesting and fun. And he always had these little tidbits of like information, like you know, t- tips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who else was there? Uh, Rose Cleary, she she was great crack as well. Um, and Barra Barrow Dunwan, um, O'dunwan. Um, so yeah, I suppose that. They were kind of like inspired me definitely once I was in, in that world of archaeology and um, uh, I remember one advice that John Sheen gave the class one day was um if you ever go down into souterrain, mm. which is the underground um, caverns you get in Ireland um okay um he said if you ever go down into underground in souterrain always make sure you bring a pencil with you <laughs> uh, okay. okay. It's like, that's because that is in case you encounter a badger you see it's like right and I'll all thinking "What? Do you stab the badger with the pencil yeah. like that, that's no good and he said well a badger what they'll do when they attack is they will grab onto your leg and they will and their like instinctual thing is to bite and bite and bite until they feel like the bone crack and oh. then they know they've done enough damage so they'll let go so the advice okay. is to always have a pencil in your pocket so that if you do get latched onto by a badger, yeah. you can just reach down and crack the pencil next to their ear and they'll think that they've Ooh. broken your broken your leg and they'll let you go. Now, I don't know how anybody will have the wherewithal to pull the pencil out of their pocket where they're getting mauled by a badger yeah, um, to do that, but that bit of advice always did stick with me.
0: Okay. Was was yeah. that a personal experience of, it, of his? Because it sounds like it might have been.
1: It's quite niche, so it might have actually happened to him. I yeah, think he, might, he might have thought, "I must definitely pass this knowledge on to other people." Yeah, um, but I, I, as well, you know, um, watching Time Team was an inspiration for me as a as a as a young man. Time Team must run for tw- well, it's back in back in business now online, but uh, you know, Time Team ran for twenty years, twenty five years, oh. and the likes of Phil Harding and uh, Mick Aston. Um uh, they were definitely inspirational characters um on on television. Um you know, um Phil Harney with his uh his hat and his West Country accent and yeah. you could just look at him, you could just tell he probably like he smells of like ale probably if you were working yeah. next to something or you know, he's the kind of guy that um he just cut the figure of an archaeologist. He, yeah. he looked like the real deal. Um but um yeah I suppose were, those those were those were people that you would kind of look up to, to
0: so you mentioned you mentioned time team what's your yeah. um i guess like what's your favorite non fiction piece of archaeology media
1: non fiction I always struggle with fiction and non fiction do you mean like, real
0: yeah real that's it real life
1: uh, yeah. Um, real? what's real? Uh, what is real? Well, I, I'm, I'm, don't, let's not go down that roof <laughs> Post processional chat. <laughs> um, I well, I mean, I'm definitely from that era of of Time Team. Like it was mm-hmm. on every every day, or well, not every day. Like it was on every week, Channel Uh-oh. Four. Um, when I um when I was a younger younger man, um, and so definitely Time Team was an inspiration for me. But then, like. You know, you kind of got a bit of Time Team fatigue as well. Like, it was always on repeats on, like, E4 or whatever, or, like, okay. on these these other stations further down the list. Um, yeah. And then it was always, like, the second you talked about archaeology, everybody was like, um, oh, did you watch Time Team? And it kind of it came a bit of a pastiche kind of, like, towards the end, Okay. Um, I, I felt. But but more recently, I really, really loved the uh, Digging for Britain okay, series, cool. which... um yeah alice roberts uh heads up um so that is that's great because it um it, uh, and that now being a commercial archaeologist like it yeah. goes on to like real proper sites like a uh, commercial archaeology sites and tells their story and like gives you a snippet of that and you know it goes from post-ex stuff and uh and yeah and they just whatever whatever they find is it's always very interesting so i think digging for britain is great and that as well itself has been running for a long time um um but like there's always like there's always a a segment in some like show that like cuts to like oh and here's the history of luton hats or something or like and then there's like a two minute bit on that and or if you're watching like a show about the coast, like, coast, I think, was it coastal or coast or something like that? It was a good show going around Britain's coast and every now and again they just, like, it comes across, like, maybe an old, like, Napoleon Fort or something like that. Yeah. Napoleon Fort and I just like, it's just like, wow, like, that would focus cool. my attention so much so I just love, like, all the little history tippets and archaeology tippets scattered across all the types of, yeah. like, and those kind of reality shows that we watch.
0: Oh, okay. So, we gotta get re- ready to go soon, but I have a quick question for you ha- do you have any advice for people who are who want to get into archaeology or the heritage field?
1: Um, I suppose if you before you're getting into it um maybe you want to try uh, community archaeology first public archaeology um you know and uh, see if it's it's for you it', it it's quite a hard graft of a job um i i know a lot of archaeologists who or i've come i've met a lot of archaeologists who only do like a year in the field because they just realize it's not for them it's you mm. know they're it is a hard job um and so uh my supposed bit of advice was would be to maybe try it first rather before you commit to us. um that would be a bit of advice but then like it's funny one because most archaeology nowadays you kind of Go off to our, to university and do an archaeology degree, and yeah. and then you kind of like left with an archaeology degree, and I was like, well, I guess I'm meant to be an archaeologist now. But there's so many jobs within the heritage sector that like you can walk into with an archaeology degree. Like there's post-ex stuff, there's geophysical stuff, there's there's you know there's all there's there's so much more to archaeology than just digging slots in 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 features. Um, but yeah, a bit of advice would definitely be get a couple of months experience on your cv before you go into a job um with community archaeology or, or public archaeology um i just give it a go like it's it's a great job um and um yeah uh that would be my advice i suppose
0: awesome well dope thank you so much for coming on to the podcast
1: no problem thanks for having me it's been a lot of fun
0: hey everyone Hope you enjoyed listening to Rob's story about archaeology and side quests, but I really hope that what you took away from this episode was to always carry a pencil in case you encounter badgers. Remember, give us a follow on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it on at DitchPod, and if you have any questions, any archaeology news, anything like that, send me an email at ditchpod at gmail.com. In the meantime, remember, stay hydrated and be a sponge.